Get on over to smitty1.com and click on the Underdog Fantasy banner. Deposit a minimum of 10 bucks, and I'll give you a free phone call. We'll talk draft, trade, whatever you want. Go to smitty1.com, click on the Underdog Fantasy banner, and make sure promo code Smitty's entered. Let's go. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. What's going on, everybody? My name is Smitty from the Fantasy Football Show, and you're listening to a live podcast that I host on Spotify Green Room. DM me on Instagram at the Fantasy Football Show if you want a link and to be in a special chat group that gets alerts when I go live here on Spotify Green Room. Uh, the two players I want to talk about tonight are J.K. Dobbins and Antonio Gibson. I'd love to know if you're in the chat where you would draft these guys. Um, I personally am loving both of them. At uh, Gibson in the middle of the second round and toward the bottom of the second round, J.K. Dobbins right about 2.12, anywhere below that. I feel like he's gold as that third drafted player. I think Antonio Gibson is obviously even more gold as the second, uh, as the third drafted player on your team, but also suitable to be your second drafted player. And coupling these guys together makes one of the most beautiful strategies you can find or come up with when you're going wide receiver in round one if you get one of those late first round picks or a pick even at eight and you're not loving the running back options you may say to yourself hey i'm gonna go with uh, a wide receiver like Diggs. i'm gonna take adams because i believe that a rod's gonna be there in green bay commanding that ship and so you might say to yourself i'm going adams i'm going Diggs. i'm going with a wide receiver like that and then you go Gibson and somehow you can either trade up or get lucky because you're drafting with people that just are fading J.K. Dobbins unnecessarily. J.K. Dobbins does go in the middle of the third round on occasion. J.K. Dobbins does get disrespected more than maybe you think he's going to be disrespected. It all depends on your league. Everything is league specific. Everything is going to be different based on the populations of people that you're drafting with. So don't have a set expectation that a guy like J.K. Dobbins can't fall and make your day in the third round. He can't. But if he's not there, there's another guy that I love. And his name is Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who is a great replacement for J.K. Dobbins if this is the approach you're trying to take where you do go wide receiver. You take digs. You take a guy like that in round one. Now you're going, damn, who's my running back one? Because I went digs. And all of a sudden, boom, guess who's sitting there? Antonio Gibson. You grab Antonio Gibson. Boom. Guess who's sitting there in round three? It's Clyde Edwards-Alaire. You, 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 you pounce on him. If he's taken... Maybe Justin Jefferson's there. I love that approach as well. Then you got Diggs. You've got Justin Jefferson, the best receiving crew in your league, and you still got Gibby in round two. And I don't know. Let's say Gibson goes. You're not happy with the running backs that are available in round two, and you did go Diggs already, or you went Adams in round one already. So you are sitting there with a wide receiver from the first round. It's Diggs, let's say, in this scenario. And Gibson's gone. Take J.K. in round two. Take a little bit of a a so-called gamble on a guy that could be a top five to ten running back. I don't mind that at all. I don't think Gibson or J.K. makes a... Uh, 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 makes for a dangerous running back too at all. I just prefer JK at the top of the third if at all possible or if you get that turn pick um, let's say you get McCaffrey at one 
and JK sitting there at, at 2.12 and 3.01. I like that. What's up, Corey? Corey, if you have any questions, drop it in the chat. If you want to come up on stage and have your voice replay on the podcast, which we'll probably post tonight by, I don't know, an hour or so's time after this one ends, I'll go ahead and, and publish this one, post it, and then you'll be able to hear this podcast and your question. So it's up to you. Rush, same with you. Ask a question in the chat, or you can come up on stage and talk. This will be uh, posted later tonight, or earlier this morning, I guess. It's it's the morning for most everybody. It's almost 3 a.m. Eastern. We're doing this live. Um, ask away if you got questions. Let me know where you guys like J.K. Dobbins. Put a range in the chat or raise your hand and come tell me um, and, and speak. But where are you putting JK as a sweet spot range for you? Like 2.12 to 3.3 as an example. Or is it 3.4 to 4, or, you know, round 4? Or do you not like one of them at all? I'd love to know the ranges you would take JK Dobbins and Antonio Gibson. Drop that in the chat so I can read it to everybody and they, they know where some other people are uh, how some other people are viewing this topic um, I, I just I absolutely love Gibson in round 2 I absolutely love J.K. Dobbins in 2 slash 3 and um, and it makes me want to go wide receiver in round 1 if I've got that late pick Gibson in the mid uh, late late second says Corey what about J.K. Dobbins Corey where are you ranking J.K. And, and, and another question would be, are any of you guys like me and you actually like, quietly like, because because I, I know the acres goes ahead of them. I'm not suggesting anybody uh, take take JK above acres. I would trade down. But are either of you, um, Corey says he's not targeting JK. So question, same question with Gibson. Are Corey, are you targeting Gibson ahead of like an acres quietly or are you on team acres in 2021 i personally like jk dobbins and i love gibson more than acres but i'm smart about it i trade down i understand the value difference and i don't go ahead and and just select either one above acres i do a little baby bump down about three or four spots gain value elsewhere gibson early first wow rush loves gibson i don't blame you but Definitely wait until the second because I've yet to see him in the hundreds of mock drafts I've done, bro. I've yet to see Gibson go in the first round ever. So be certain to wait. Um, If you're picking at the end of the first round anyway, uh, you're going to be able to grab Gibson in that second round pick. So if you have like the 10 pick, you'll you'll get Gibson eight times out of 10, if not nine times out of 10, if you just wait for that, that second round pick. Dobbins, late second round. Corey says, I love JK's potential. Just hate the spot. I can understand that. I can understand that, Corey. It concerns me a lot that Gus Edwards is so loved. He's extended. They want, they want to get him the football, but they will run the football a ton. And JK is one of those high efficient running backs that, you know, you almost give him more work and he has less production or less efficiency and gets you near similar production with a chance of getting hurt. But if you give him the not watered down workload, but you give him a starter's workload that's, you know, borderline upsetting you sometimes on Sundays because you see Gus Edwards come in the game at not optimal times and vulture a touchdown here and there. That kind of spread out workload will potentially keep him more efficient 
and potentially keep him uh, healthy all year, which is in the end what you want. You don't necessarily want a uh, JK overworked. Even if you want the volume, you'll regret it later when he's banged up and missing three or four games. So JK might just surprise you in terms of that 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 uh, kind of lighter workload than you want being a good thing for his value. Um, another running back I want to mention that I think is second round conversation material will be Aaron Jones. I don't think he's a first rounder. He doesn't often go in the first round. Some people consider him a first round running back. And I always try and stray them away from that. Just like I, I said, I love Gibson, but don't take him in the first round. Where do you guys rank Aaron Jones with what you know now? You have to be predictive. You have to, to you know, kind of project what's going to happen there. Where do you take Aaron Jones? Is he number 18 to 25 for you? Are you not touching him at all in the second round? If A-Rod's not in Green Bay, I've made it no secret that I think Aaron Jones is a big risk. I think Aaron Jones could definitely drop off big time without Aaron, Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Jones is a touchdown-dependent guy. He barely gets a 1,000 yards rushing. So without Aaron Rodgers and that touchdown efficiency, the red zone efficiency, the scoring opportunities that A-Rod and only A-Rod could, can provide Green Bay next year, Aaron Jones' value gets cut in half in some cases. And I really worry about where his fantasy value goes without Aaron Rodgers. But saying that, I'm willing to take the risk on Aaron Jones at the bottom of round two, if I don't like the flow of running backs coming off the board and I need a running back and I already committed to, let's say, Diggs or someone in round one like Adams or Hill, and I made the commitment to go wide receiver and I'm feeling very pressured, which I don't let force me into a direction that isn't best player available. Let me reiterate that. But when Aaron Jones and a wide receiver like DK are sitting there, there's a very strong argument to be made that they're both very good options as the best player available. And then you factor in when all things seem equal, you factor in the positional need. You don't just ignore positional need with best player available. You consider it strongly when all things are equal and the options on the table are actually very, very close. So in the case of Aaron Jones in late round two, in one or two leagues, not every league, I never put all my eggs in one basket um, for the most part. I like Javante Williams enough this year given the risk versus reward and that the risk is so low, you're not going to kill your teams if he fails. He's almost a put all your eggs in one basket guy. But I will say that in Aaron Jones, if I go early wide receiver, you commit to it. Then I love I love the idea of of Aaron Jones if, if Gibson's gone. I shouldn't say I love the idea. I like the idea a lot of Aaron Jones in late round two. If, or not late round two, mid round two, because you're taking a wide receiver mid. You're not taking a wide receiver at the top of round one. But even if you traded, let's say, or whatever, mid round two or later, I like Aaron Jones there if Gibson's gone. And if JK's gone, which he probably won't be, because he's got an ADP that's below like 18. He's like 19, 20, 21, 22, all the way down to like 3.04. So I pro- I, it's probably why I don't own a lot of Aaron Jones, but. In a worst-case scenario, Gibson's gone, J.K.'s gone. Aaron Jones is a pretty safe late running back to grab if you need it. But my money is on Gibson or J.K. being available. Okay, last question before I jump. This is only going to be a quick podcast. We've been on for, what, 12 minutes already? 
Gordon won't stop him. Yes, Javante Williams will not be stopped by old man Gordon. Gordon is not happy. He didn't show up to OTAs. More than one beat writer and Denver writer is reporting that Javante Williams will not only lead the team in carries, but there's a, a good chance that Javante Williams starts week one. Javante Williams is going to have a monster year. I want him in every league I have. And I think that, that this has no, this is not factoring in Aaron Rodgers being traded to Denver at all. It's not factoring in one single bit, but it is a component of, of like, you know, speculation that, that, that maybe, maybe, maybe this happens and then good God, his value goes through the roof. He would get Aaron Jones production under the command of, of a rod. Uh, I, I absolutely just think that Gordon is his own worst enemy. He, he is his own worst enemy. It's a good comment, Corey, because, you know, holding out was not a good thing for him. The way he did it, what he ended up getting out of it. Um, same thing with Lud Bell. These guys think they have power. Like, I'm going to stand up for all running backs. He didn't stand up for anything. They're still not paying running backs. You didn't change anything. You devalued yourself and you lost money. And, and so Lud Bell ruined his career holding out completely ruined his career he was the best of the best it's, it's hard even to remember how good Lev Bell is anymore like how, how good he was you know he was literally the best player in fantasy football and lick looking back on it like I can't even I can't even like grab a hold of one memory of that it's crazy how quickly a guy vanishes from your mind Lev Bell completely destroyed his career Melvin Gordon um, derailed it some and he's just too old to, to fend off uh, a hungry Javante Williams that got drafted literally about round one. If you look, if you look at it, he was drafted in the thirties, the high, the mid thirties, high thirties, where I was he 34, 35. I forget what pick Javante Williams went exactly. It's 34, 35, 36, somewhere around there. And uh, yeah, that's almost first round value. Denver's using them. Denver's using them. Yeah. I think it was 34, Corey. They're using them. They're going to, they're going to feed in the rock. And, and on top of that, Javonta Williams is a very good pass protection guy. He knows that that skill set very well, and he's got good hands. He can step in right away. There's not some kind of like learning curve. Um, well, there will be to a degree learning pass protection in his offense, which he's clearly at work doing already. He probably already knows it uh, better than most rookies can pick it up because of the, the, the knowledge he has and the good skill set that he already has, the foundation of pass protection knowledge. He's going to be really, really valuable. I'm excited about Javante Williams. He is the secret weapon running back to in fantasy football 2021. I didn't even plan to talk about him because we talk about him on a lot of shows. But his name comes up. I get excited. I start running my mouth about it. J.K. Dobbins and Gibson were the topics for tonight. Clyde Edwards-Alaire a little bit as well. And I appreciate you guys jumping in here and talking with me. If anybody's listening right now on the replay... Not the live show. You could be a part of the live show just like Corey was, just like uh, 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 Rush was. And if you want to listen and participate, ask questions, be a part of the show, and then hear it later like you are right now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, all you got to do is DM me on Instagram. The Fantasy Football Show is my name. I will see you later. This is The Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Get on over to smitty1.com and click on the underdog fantasy banner. Deposit a minimum of 10 bucks and I'll give you a free phone call. We'll talk draft, trade, whatever you want. Go to smitty1.com, click on the underdog fantasy banner, and make sure promo code Smitty's entered. Let's go.